This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in, everybody, to Pac-12 Football and Beyond. I am Chris Landry, and hope you had a great week. What a uh, short week, wasn't it? Uh, worked on Monday on Memorial Day. I know a lot of you probably didn't. So, yeah, already Friday here and lots to talk about on the Pac-12, uh, on the docket, a lot of recruiting news, some transfer news. Um, former starting quarterback in the Pac-12 transferring to Georgia to be a backup over there. Um, we got a lot of information. The latest from uh, Commissioner Larry Scott on where we're headed towards getting back from the Pac-12 standpoint. So much to get to, as we always tell you at the top, um, brought to you by 401k Generation, the experts in financial planning, money management, investments. Uh, the folks in 401k Generation are the ones that you need to reach out to today. They are experts. Even in this very difficult time, very difficult economy, they are making it work for folks. Absolutely. They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you. Uh, Give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. That's 1-866-998-5879 today. Also, check out LandryFootball.com. We've had a little bit of maintenance issue this week, so admit we're a little bit behind, but we have, uh, think we've got it uh, in the rearview mirror, and we'll be playing a little catch-up on the roster analysis around college football um, as well as uh, the NFL and, and certainly recruiting boards, draft boards. we got it all for you there, breaking it down um, from a coaching and scouting perspective. As we like to say, the website is the premium portion of it, which, by the way, you can get for less than $5 a month. Is like having your own scouting department, your own coaching department, um, for less than $5 a month. Um, yes, that's, you know, if you're not familiar, my background has been an NFL scout for over 30-plus years, doing consulting work for NFL teams and college programs. Uh, that's what we provide for you. If it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes on the college and NFL level, that's what we provide for you over at LandryFootball.com from a coaching and scouting perspective. So check it out. Take advantage of that scouting season offer. It's the best one that we have going. So the uh, well, I had a couple of questions I mentioned on yesterday's show. 
the Division One Council uh, Coordinating Committee has halted face-to-face recruiting through July 31st. There's been a little bit of uh, uproar on that. Folks, it's a little bit much ado about nothing in terms of you you are not able to meet. First of all, coaches are trying to work their way back to their campuses. They sure as heck don't want to go and visit kids in their home right now, nor do the families want coaches in their homes since we're just, you know, some people in some states are dealing with stay-at-home orders, and others, if they're not, they're getting out and doing necessary things, but they don't want strange people coming into their homes, even with masks. I mean, can you imagine going in recruiting and get coaches in masks? It's not an ideal situation. And there's no high school attendance in person right now. Um, We haven't had it for a month. And now this school calendar year is pretty much over. So it makes sense from a timing standpoint to just table that for a little bit longer and we'll see where we are. Maybe August, September, get into the fall. Hopefully things progress positively to where you can have face-to-face meetings. You're probably still going to have to have it with masks and things. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. But uh, as we've said, it's not as dire as that may seem. And I just wanted to bring that out from what goes on in April and May in recruiting is you get to visit a lot of high schools You go to – you know, to meet the kids on campus, meet the high school coaches, uh, go and vi- in-home visit. You can do a lot of things in the spring that are very, very positive, but not this year. Now that that time frame has passed, there's not a whole lot you can do now. Now, here's the other thing that is a negative effect is camps. We normally have high school camps in June um, and and early July. That's going to be affected. So that is definitely a negative. But there again, the difficulty as they try to figure out how they're going to keep uh, people on their campus healthy, players, 500 student-athletes, you know, you know, and certainly a uh, hundred or so in football, how to keep them healthy. You sure as hell don't want to bring in campers from all around the country that have been – that that doesn't make a lot of sense. Certainly that's a little auxiliary income for college coaches, assistant coaches. Sure, it's a great way to evaluate players, no doubt. But in today's current environment, it is something that – look, it's tough enough to try to get your own college players that are on scholarship – healthy and ready to go without having um, camp. So that's the reasoning behind it. And certainly it would have been great if things were deemed well enough and healthy enough to just say, hey, let's let's get it going, let's get it started, here we go. It's not where we are. By the way, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott has told everyone that training camps could begin in the conference in late July if they continue to progress. Um you know, I think we're going to need about the six weeks, um, you know, both start before the season. Um, we want to see um, where things go. Certainly the Pac-12 has been under the microscope of, hey, wait a minute, what is California going to be like? You know, it's a very um, – a lot of people, certainly 
the forefront of stay at home and social distancing. Uh, Oregon's, you know, certainly their governor and their um, upper level uh, it, uh, politicians have kind of indicated that there will be no uh, sports in the state through the fall, things like that. So there have been some strong statements. But it'll be interesting to see uh, how the political things will work out. Certainly the money involved in it, as we've talked about it, and certainly people look at it and say the Pac-12 don't care as much about football. Well, I think that no one cares as much as they do in the SEC. They, they eat, sleep, drink it. I think that's true, but I do think they care a lot about Pac-12 football and the Pac-12. It's just located in an area, as we've said before, where it's harder to find them. You get a lot of people that maybe don't like it, a lot of people that are interested in other things, where the the percentage-wise, the, the majority of people, say in the Deep South, are just directly tied into football. So I, I do think it's important. I do think playing's important, but making it work is something we're all trying to figure out. Now let's get into uh, some recruiting news, and we'll start with a little transfer news first. You've probably heard by now that JT Daniels, the former starting quarterback at USC, redshirt sophomore, is transferring to Georgia. Yeah, Georgia gets another five-star recruit. Uh, he uh, reclassified after his junior year to join the Trojans. He's 6'3", he's 210. He's a starter for USC in his freshman season. A very effective player. Keaton Slovis played well and took over the job. There's no question. But, you know, Georgia could have their quarterback of the future, certainly have a veteran guy. They recruit that position very well. They have recruited well. Um, so, in essence, they kind of found their transfer a little bit ahead of schedule as opposed to Jamie Newman, who was added after this past season. Interesting dynamic, and they can mix him in with the young guys there and see what comes out. So, JT Daniels, a Georgia Bulldog. Former USC redshirt senior tackle Clayton Bradley is transferred to UNLV as a graduate, 6'5", 300. He's been linked up with USC as a four-star recruit in the 15 class. He saw the field in 17 games, made three starts. Most of that came in the 2016 season. He didn't appear in any game um I had looked at my film grade notes in 2019. He was awarded a six-year of eligibility by the NCAA in the offseason, so he's uh, going to be immediately eligible with the Rebels come the start of the 2020 campaign. So it's a depth signing for them, um, experienced depth adding uh, for Marcus Aurora and maybe someone that could eventually work into the lineup for him. Um, there's not much of a depth issue on the USC offensive line that they won't miss him a great deal uh, on the field. Uh, recruiting news, Stanford receiving a verbal commitment a couple of days ago from three-star safety Caleb Ellis. Arkansas, Indiana, Iowa State um, were in it among the Power Five schools. Um, he's six feet, 180. He's from Frisco, Texas. He's the third defensive back commitment for them out of the four total commitments in the Stanford's 2021 class. He's uh, a top 100 safety prospect uh, in this 2021 class. Um, Oregon getting more of the four-star types. Get four-star tight end Maliki Maraval, uh, 6'6", 240. As we said in our uh, college football notebook over at LandryFootball.com, we forecast it now for a while that the uh, Oregon favorite, big-time lean there for a while. 
um, over Georgia, Penn State, UCLA. Really, always talk very excitedly about Oregon situations. A lot of upside for the Henderson, Nevada native. Shows promise as a blocker and a receiver during his prep career as a top 150 prospect overall in the 2021 class. Uncommitted four-star quarterback Miller Moss is eyeing a June announcement for his pledge. Um, said in early March he was planning for a May pledge just days before the country was upended by the coronavirus. Um, he's uh, There's four finalists, USC, UCLA, Alabama. Uh, LSU is the other one. So uh, on his current timeline, a June pledge would mean that he'd uh, have no chance to visit the LSU campus. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. But he is a top 100 player overall in the 2021 class. Miller Moss, the four-star quarterback. Uncommitted four-star wide receiver, Troy Franklin is working with the top four list of Alabama, Oregon, Washington, and Arizona State. Uh, the Penigio Park, California native went so far as to say that he believes Oregon can win a national title really soon. He's talking them up a great deal. Um, Oregon's, you know, definitely a, a, a big favorite here. But let's kind of see how this plays out uh, down the stretch. He's got to refine his work as a route runner, add a little bit of size and strength in his upper body. We're talking about a top 30 overall talent in the 2021 class. And if you look over at LandryFootball.com, um, the recruiting board, uh, he's a he's a top two receiver in the country. Um, he is absolutely in that group. I think that um, he, you know, certainly is in that low-level uh, five-star category, low-level blue. So uh, outstanding get for whoever gets this young man. Um, also uncommitted is four-star linebacker Yanni Kolafidis. Um, he's got was uh, Oregon and Cal – on the list. But I think this kid's going to Purdue. I don't think the West Coast has much of a chance yet. But he's got him on the list. Wisconsin's on the list. This is the brother of George Kalafidis who's over at Purdue. And, look, I, you know, I think that's where he's headed. He's from West Lafayette. Uh, but, you know, there's there's some talk that, you know, maybe he wants to do his own thing somewhere else. But I still think he ends up at Purdue. We'll see. Oregon, Cal, Wisconsin, the other schools in it. Good-looking player. Um a top 170 player overall, um, you know, um, no question about it in this 2021 cycle. Arizona State uh, gets a verbal from three-star tight end Garrett Gillette. Um, he um, he's uh, in Milwaukee, from Milwaukee, and um, he's six five. He's two fifteen. He's got a lot of growth room. They beat him out, uh, beat out Michigan State, I know Central Florida, Iowa State. He's got a lot of upside. I think he's a kid that's a, a high-quality uh, three-star-plus guy. That's a good get for Arizona State. Washington gets a three-star commitment from JUCO tight end Quentin Moore. Probably one of I, – I think one of the best um, JUCO tight ends, certainly one of the best that I saw. Um, he's 6'5", he's 245, good-looking kid uh, from Independence Community College. Uh, he's kind of really matured. Um, he's physically and mentally and, you know, uh, just matured a good bit since coming out of high school. He's from Kenmore, Washington. Uh, so that's why he ended up going back home. Um, maybe the best junior college tight end in this 2021 cycle. So good get for them. Also uncommitted four-star athlete Will Latu announced his final four. 
schools, um, Michigan, USC, Utah, and Washington from uh, Bethel High School. Uh, he's 6'2", he's 220. Uh, he's a really talented group of players. Uh, Bethel High School in Washington, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, he's really good-looking player. He's a top-10 player in the state of Washington for this this upcoming year. He's capable of playing all over the field. I think he's a box linebacker, safety type, really good-looking athlete that can run very, very well. As I said, 6'2", 221, looks to me like a linebacker. Uh, UCLA received the verbal from three-star defensive end Tyler Keeney. Uh, currently plays at uh, Los Lunas High School in New Mexico, uh, 6'5", 250. Um, he's one of the best players out in that region, certainly uh, one of the uh, top couple of players from the state of New Mexico. Uh, also, they've got the kid uh, from that Baylor committed, uh, Sam Carroll. Um, he's had some offers from a lot of Pac-12 schools, Pac schools, Washington State, Cal, Utah, as well as Kansas and Kansas State. Um, it's, um, it's the fifth uh, pledge for the 2021 class for the Bruins. Utah gets a verbal from three-star linebacker Trey Reynolds. Uh, he's 6'2", 235, plays for Queen uh, Creek High School in Arizona, ranks as um, uh, one of the best players in the state, if not the best, and uh, really good inside linebacker prospect. Um, Washington, Oregon, Arizona, Wisconsin, the other host of schools that were interested. Um, three commits for them uh, at this point in the 2021 class. And USC getting a verbal from three-star tackle, Sae uh, Mapitalo. I don't think I got that name correct. It's close. Uh, he had offers from Pac-12 schools, Oregon State, UCLA, Arizona State, Utah. Did see two game tapes on him. He's 6'5", he's 280. Plays at Bishop uh, Albany High School in California. He's a top 50 player in the state, and he's the 13th commitment. Yes, 13th thus far for USC in 2021, which right now puts him right there with Oregon, maybe a little bit behind uh, in fifth nationally. Uh, Ian Jackson will announce his commitment on May 28th. He is um, linebacker, uh, and um, that he announced that he was going to make it on Thursday. And uh, Oregon was in the mix. Oklahoma was in the mix. Auburn was in the mix. LSU was in the mix. But as expected, the Prattville, uh, Alabama uh, native has decided to go to the Tide. So I wanted to open up some film room notebook and talk a little bit about some returning guys. Utah, some thoughts. Um, Nick Ford is an intriguing guy. I know in a couple of their practices he was seeing time at left tackle. 6'5", he's 325, and he's most likely replacement for Darren Paulo, who graduated after protecting the blind side for the Utes in 19. Um, his experience at guard and at tackle, and uh, while left tackle is a beast, he could be a quality replacement there. At running back, Devin Brumfield and sophomore Jordan Wilmore are the favorites to help replace the production of the departed Zach Moss. Um, he's good-looking, plays 5'8", he's 200. Uh, six pounds, runs like Moss, good north-south runner, and very curious to see what Andy Ludwig's going to do with him. And then, of course, Jake Bentley has got the leg up to win the starting quarterback battle, uh, transferred from uh, South Carolina, um, 6'4", 220. Um, obviously, Cameron Rising and Drew Lisk have been in the program a little bit longer, uh, but we'll see. Um, 
who's going to end up winning uh, Tyler Huntley's old job there in Utah. Over at Washington, the cornerback Elijah Molden has really good coverability. And I know we've talked a lot about Derek Stingley a lot. This is a guy that would rank near the top. He's one of the best cover guys. Uh, in fact, he has graded out one of the top five in the country. And uh, he's got Trent McDuffie is a top ten guy that's graded out. So they've got a really good, a really fine pair of corners um, out in Seattle for University of Washington. And then uh, Stanford redshirt junior quarterback Davis Mills is an intriguing looking guy that kind of fits the mold. Higher percentage passer for Stanford. Um, it's about working on tempo. It's about, you know, he's got nice touch, working on getting the ball downfield a little bit. going to be interesting to see Jack West uh, and Tanner McKee. Um, going to be real interesting to see how this plays out. But Davis Mills got some experience that's going to serve him well. Uh, for Arizona, uh, going to be running back by committee, I would think. Over the last two years, it's been diminutive tailback. J.J. Taylor is the bell call for the Wildcats, but he's graduated, signed as an undrafted free agent with the Patriots after the draft. Um, Gary Brightwell, a tailback, probably the favorite. He averaged almost six yards a carry on 66 carries. Behind Brightwell, Arizona has a deep staple of runners. Uh, Darius Smith and Michael Wiley and Nathan Tilford. Each brings some different elements to the table. Smith is more of a speedster. Scat back. Tilford brings a unique combination of power and speed. It's possible one of those names steps up for the 2021 season. But right now, uh, it's going to be running back by committee and hot hand. And uh, also in Arizona, redshirt sophomore wide receiver Jamari joined, underwent surgery to repair a fractured foot on uh, May 12th. Uh, likely has had to delay the surgery part of the uh, the COVID-19 issue, uh, the wideout expected to be out between 6 to 12 weeks, should be ready to go for the start of the season. So uh, that's an update there. And I uh, hate to end the show on such a down note, but just really thoughts and prayers, heartbreaking story uh, with San Jose State redshirt freshman offensive lineman uh, Kayon Schmidt. He's um, in a coma following a car accident, 6'3", 228, good-looking kid. He was thrown from his vehicle during a single-car accident over the Memorial Day weekend. Um, it's, a, it's a major brain injury. And um, he's expected to remain in a coma for multiple weeks, And um, but he's in stable condition, and we are just uh, giving our best and sending out our prayers to him and his family and uh, not, not concerned about football at this point. Just get back. Um, uh, Kyan, and uh, we'll uh, we'll certainly look forward to to the day you can, folks. We appreciate you joining us. And a reminder again to check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest inside information on the college and pro game. Make sure that uh, you take advantage of the scouting season offer to get by behind the film room type evaluations and and analysis that you can only get uh, from uh, our viewpoint from a veteran coaching and scouting staff viewpoint so we got it all covered for you at landryfootball.com so take advantage of it today we know you will enjoy it also check out the folks at 401k generation give them a no obligation phone call or text at 1-866-998-5879 they're licensed in all 50 states so uh, you may want to make sure that you check it out Um, they can help you there's no question about it 
on any money management, any investment questions. They specialize in 401ks, but they are great folks to talk to, and they're doing such a tremendous job uh, even in this down cycle helping out a lot of folks. So give them a call. Give them a text today. No obligation, but uh, make their phone ring today. we you at one 998 5879. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. And we'll be back talking with you more college football on Monday's show, SEC Football and Beyond. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.